T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Let's go now to the voice of KU, Brian Haney. All right, welcome back, everybody. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, joined by Brian Haney. The aforementioned there, we spent our first segment talking about KU basketball. So this week, let's start with basketball, and then we can get into some football. Brian, in a game where KU was out-rebounded by a healthy margin, only made four free throws and shot 15% from three against Duke. If I told you that going in and KU would also be able to win, you might call me crazy, but they got it done in Indianapolis yesterday. What a win. Yeah, no doubt. A lot of things uh, on the stat sheet would tell you they should have lost this game, but saw a lot of heart and grit and toughness to, to grind out a 15-5 run in the last four and a half minutes. Saw a freshman who had you know, not gone into the deep freeze. He just kind of disappeared. It's not like Brady Dick was struggling, missing a ton of shots or anything. He just kind of went away, and all of a sudden the switches flipped, and, and he scores seven straight points for Kansas, and uh, starting with a huge three that we had to have because we couldn't throw it in the ocean from beyond the arc last night. And uh, he delivers and then gets an alley-oop and then gets a, an unbelievable acrobatic flip, the third acrobatic finish he'd had on the game. And, uh, it was amazing to see that. And that's, you know, many times when we go to these Champions Classics, whether it's in the Garden or Indianapolis or Chicago, you see these high-flying McDonald's All-American freshmen playing on a big stage with 20 or 30 NBA scouts in attendance, Jason Tatum sitting in the front row. And, and you, you wonder, will they put on a show? Will they rise to the occasion? Will they be as good as advertised? Like Quentin Grimes was when he hit six threes in that same building four years ago in his debut uh, or will uh you know will, will the lights in the stage be a little bit too bright or big and you know grady obviously made it happen late even though it wasn't quite the game throughout that he was probably hoping to have filipowski had probably the best game of any freshman in that one but grady stole the show late and uh, obviously jalen wilson has a career high with 25 the area of his game that he worked the hardest on to prove to nba scouts that he was much better at did not show up last night he was 0 of 7 from 3 but all the other things that you love about Jalen uh you know the plays he makes in driving the ball downhill the finishes at the rim the the rebounding all of that was certainly there and uh he turns in his 18th career double double Dewan Harris was who we thought he'd be you know 10 assists made some huge plays uh you know down the stretch of this game on the other end of the floor that, that uh, you know, the winning type plays that have become synonymous with his career. And K.J. Adams has a career high. I mean, there were a lot of guys that, 
could walk out of there saying, you know what, might not have always been pretty. Uh, and, and there were times when it was just pretty ugly, quite frankly, with the turnovers and, and, and some of the, the stagnants on both sides. With, uh, I think at one point, you know, they had the same number of turnovers, 15 on each side. Uh, Duke finished with 18, by the way. And they were both two of 16 from three. And you're thinking, this is really you know, the two blue bloods. But that's typically the case in some of these early season games when you have so many new pieces you're mixing in because uh, there's athleticism on both sides. So it's going to be you know, shots being contested and good defense, but there isn't always going to be finishes. And that's what we saw. But my, oh, my, did Kansas ever find a way to save its best for last? And I'll tell you what, we had a blast calling it, even if it was uh, you know, one in the morning where we were at uh, on Easter time zone. Yeah, that's as good of a win in November as the Jayhawks could ask for. Jalen Wilson, at least for a few minutes, was on triple-double watch. As you mentioned, finished with a double-double, 25 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. Probably shot the ball a little bit more than what uh, we would want him to shoot the ball game in and game out. But the Jayhawks needed him to do that. They don't win uh, without him, and they also don't win without Dewan Harris uh, with those 10 assists. Talk a little bit about the, the upperclassmen, uh, the leaders on this team, and what they brought to the table. Yeah, that's a good point about the shots. You know, I think that uh, it's still TBD on what MJ Rice's role is going to be. But obviously, if he's playing last night, there's you know five or six shots that Jalen doesn't take, and and, and maybe more. Um, it'll only seem MJ for one game at this point, so I really don't know what kind of carved out role he's going to have. But with Kansas shorthanded, and with some guys maybe deferring a little bit because of the stage and, and, you know, finding your footing against the top 10 team after facing two summit league teams, the first couple of ball games, Jalen was more than happy to be the alpha that said, okay, I'll step up and take it. And so, yeah, I, I would agree that, uh, you know, you're not going to see him shoot 26 shots, uh, you know, many more times this season. And it's probably not an ideal number necessarily, especially if he's going to go over seven for three. But um, this is a guy that had been a lights out shooter in the preseason to the point where the coaching staff had kind of stopped and marveled at just how much better he was shooting the ball from a guy that was only a 26% three-point shooter a year ago. So I think in last night's case, when you're shorthanded, Kevin McCuller got a little bit of foul trouble, uh, and you've got some other guys that are maybe just a little green uh, in terms of you know stepping up and, and taking over. Kansas was okay with him hoisting as many as he did, but, uh, man, it, it was great to see the winning plays he made down the stretch. and. It's those two free throws to ice it, just calm and collected. I thought that was awesome. And then, yeah, DeWan Harris, you know, we, we talked about the 10 assists and some of the winning plays he made late. I mean, how about 10 assists, one turnover. You know, he entered the game, I think it was 13-0 on the turnover ratio on the season. 10 assists, one turnover in a setting like that, trying to track around a guy all night as good as, as Roach was. And so I thought he did a tremendous job, too, and, He's one of those guys that I know we say it every time, but it's starting to become like a broken record that he does all the little things and he makes winning plays and you know does things that don't show up in the box score. But man, is it true? Because when you look at him, he's not much to look at. He's he's 170 pounds, soaking wet, wiry, thin. You know, seems seems like you know the wind could blow him over, and yet he's always in position. I remember last night he drew a charge and he was celebrating the charge with both arms pointed to the heavens as his deck, as his seat was hitting the deck, like he already knew he was going to get the whistle. And, and it's just stuff like that when you've done it as well as he's done it for as long as he's done it, where he knew he had it. He knew he had them 
beats, and, and he was going to get that charge drawn. And, and that's the type of stuff that just makes Bill Self gush about this guy. And I hope makes Kansas fans appreciate him for all that he is, even though he's not going to ever be the, uh, you know, hyped guard scorer or shot maker or whatever that some of his the previous Kansas greats have been. But, man, when you talk about a guy who makes winning plays as good as any, it's Juan. And, and we clearly saw that last night. I think that, you know, when you, when you see a 15-5 closeout, there's, there's no doubt that the fact that we had, you know, some, some fourth and fifth-year guys on the floor, including Kevin McCuller and, and, and Jalen Wilson, and then obviously Dewan, uh, a guy who's been in the mix strongly for three years now, um, I think that made a big difference because Duke had one returning veteran, a couple transfer veterans, but uh, they're pretty young and, and, and pretty uh, you know, short in tooth beyond that. I think clearly that was a huge factor down the stretch. I want to ask you one more basketball question real quick. And Zuby Ejiofor, does he enter the conversation now uh, after what we saw yesterday? Because he wasn't really on the radar, at least for me. But I, I thought he gave them big minutes in a spot where they're going to need help this year. He didn't look overmatched against a team that probably presents as good a bigs as the Kansas will see this year. Uh, is now that freshman entering the conversation for meaningful minutes here? Yeah, and, and I think that he was probably more in it than most fans realize. Because we talked about this on some previous reports that during the preseason, you know, for one week you might think Ernest was out in front, and then here would come Zuby. Or in some weeks' cases, it was like every other day with these guys, where one guy would have the hot hand one day and, and the other the next. All throughout, we felt like Ernest had the higher ceiling. Um, he, he's a little bit longer, seven four wingspan, and. You know, at Kansas, where we love to have dribble drives and then lobs thrown after the defense sucks toward the guard, you throw it high, and Yudoka has a boot, he rocks that rim. You know, it was looking like Ernest is going to be the most logical fit for a rim-running, dunk-throwing, you know, finisher, and he still is. That doesn't change. But uh, but Zuby, even though he's not quite, uh, in terms of projectability, the same prospect that Ernest is, uh, this kid, he plays with a motor now, and, and he goes all out. And I think he did some things last night in his minutes that Ernest wasn't giving Kansas in the opportunities he was given, which is why you didn't see Ernest down the stretch. Um, Ernest did have four blocks, and, and let's give him credit for that, but one rebound. And, and that's why he saw a ton of minutes down the stretch go to edge of four. Cause we were getting killed on the glass, and, and uh, Zuby comes up with, with five boards. And so, yeah, I, I think he's definitely trending upward, no doubt. He has some of those intangibles that are Bill Self, you know, staple type things from his players when it comes to hard nose grit and toughness and, and all out effort. And so, yeah, I, I'm sure the Hall of Fame head coach watching on TV was thinking, man, this, this guy's going to be great for us eventually, and we got to feed him a little bit more in terms of the minutes. So, I do have one more basketball question before we switch over uh, to football, Brian. Uh, so, Kind of following up on that a little bit with the with the bigs, of course Kansas loses the rebound battle. Uh, they give up you know several inches when KJ Adams is on the court uh, to the big guys that Duke has. And Kyle Filipowski had a really good game for the Blue Devils uh, as a true freshman. Moving forward, I, I know we've got Zuby. There's also Ernest Uday. All of that. Is there another way though in your mind that Kansas can compensate for the fact that? You know, they, they lose a little bit of size when K.J. Adams is on the court uh, because once you get into Big 12 play, I mean, we're going to see a lot more players that have that length, have that size. 
Um, and of course, you know, Kansas shoots the ball pretty well for the most part, so they can compensate in that way. But in your mind, is that, is that an issue moving forward? Or is that something that because the Jayhawks were able to overcome that last night against Duke, that you think that they can do that moving forward? You know, I think they can overcome it in most cases. And I think the coaching staff and the players alike would tell you that, you know, sometimes the way to beat long is to beat them by being quick and fast. And the fact that for years now, we've deployed a lot of six, eight wings. Think back to Steve McKayluk, for example. And now you got Grady Dick. And it, it may be one of those deals where, um, with, with Jalen Wilson being a good rebounder, with you know Grady Dick's ability to, to be long and, and hopefully get in there and mix up a little bit more, uh, that you can overcome the fact that you're not starting twin towers like you know, we've seen. And, and you know we talked about the size last week of the Bison, six ten and six eleven, and, and that wasn't a factor at all because Kansas athletically was was you know clearly a much superior team. And so I think there might be one or two opponents over the course of the year where it concerns you a little bit. And there were times last night when Duke was on its run where the athleticism and the length clearly was taking over. But I think by the time we run into other foes like that, um, you know, Zuby and, and, and Ernest are going to be a little bit more polished. I think if, if I have one disappointment, I don't say this as a criticism at all, but I, you hoped Zach Clements would be farther along. I don't know that he made a huge jump. You know, Roy Williams always used to say the biggest development or improvement in a player's game in his entire college career should come in the summer between his freshman and sophomore seasons. Physically, he doesn't look that much different. And obviously, you know, he took a shot to the nose and face on Thursday last week that had him out and, and uh, it didn't even make the trip. So that's, that's why you didn't see him last night. But I think we thought we'd have more there. And so there'd be more options for Kansas in the post, but Clearly, the highest ceiling of any of these guys we're talking about are with the two freshmen. And then KJ, he can do other things for you, and we saw that last night. So I don't worry about it a ton right now, and my hope is that by the time we possibly run into Duke again, if we're lucky enough to face him at the end of the road, uh, you know, Ernest Uday is a much more polished, proven, and, and confident player, and, and guys like Zuby have been charging hard the whole season too. All right, let's uh, let's spend just a little time on football here, and maybe just look ahead to Texas. Uh, the Longhorns coming off a disappointing loss, KU coming off a disappointing loss. We know the history between these two schools. Uh, a chance for KU to do some favors for K State, perhaps ahead of the Sunflower Showdown. What do you see in this one? And with the defensive woes we've seen, Bijan Robinson is a scary proposition. But give us a give us a Cliff Notes version of your thoughts on this game because I don't really know what to think of it. Well, B. John Robinson's the best running back in the Big 12 and, and one of the best in all college football. And I'm going to try to dive into the film today on how in the heck TCU bottled him up with just 29 yards and 2.4 yards per carry. My head's obviously been in basketball and we got in at 4 a.m. So We'll, uh, we'll look into that a little bit more later today, but but that is a concern. You're spot on, and Jacob, I, I think that you know that's probably concern number one. But they've got a couple of great backs, and, and uh, obviously you, you want to make it a tough day for viewers who, you know, it, it's amazing that, that Texas, you know, has continued in recent seasons to try to find the answer at quarterback, and and they get all these highly touted guys. And, and last year Kansas won that game in part because they preyed on a quarterback that that was 
probably not ready for for the big show. And, and Ewers has been better, but you're still going to see him, you know, make some some young guy mistakes back there. And you know, we'll see how long this job is his, even though he's highly touted. When you got you know, big time guys coming in behind him, like uh, the latest Manning, so. I, I think that uh, Kansas would love to rattle the cage of, of the youthful quarterback. I think they'd love to maybe put one more in the box and see what they can do in, in stopping Robinson and forcing Ewers to beat him with his arm. But uh, regardless of how that goes, obviously for me, I, I think the, the greater fan attention this week and, and maybe us in the media will be on the KU offense. And, and what does it look like? Who's the signal caller back there? Uh, is is Jalen Daniels ready to make his return? Do they showcase a couple of guys when he comes back and, and play him and Bean together? I don't think Lance Leipold is going to tip his cap on any of this stuff, but I definitely tune into Hawk Talk tonight and see if you can get some kind of snippet of something because uh, that to me is going to be as interesting as anything. Because Jason Bean, you know, he came out of the game late. He, he has taken a couple of shots to the midsection the last couple of games, and that was supposedly a factor in why he was removed. But I also think that. The coaching staff, you know, was a little bit disappointed with some of the mistakes he'd made in that game. And as brilliant as he's been at times in filling in for Jalen, if Jalen's ready, you know, this is still his team to come back and seize the reins. And so that's something I'll be looking for. And as much as we talk about Bijan, hey, Devin Neal had four touchdowns against these guys a year ago, and, and he's had a whale of a season too. And you look at Devin Neal's last two weeks, and, and you can see a guy that, that's, you know, closing in. Not that he's going to close the gap on Bijan entirely, but uh, but he to me he looks like you know second or third best running back in the league the way he's been playing these last two weeks and 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 maybe third is more accurate but he's kind of on that second team all Big Twelve line the way he's been charging so I'm excited to watch offensive personnel really on both sides and I'm also excited to see Texas come up here a little bit fired up knowing that they have a score to settle and see how our Jayhawks handle that as the team that had the historic upset last season and uh, really made life tough on, on Sark in his first year. Brian, one more quick question about football this weekend with Texas. A week ago against Texas Tech, we did see Ethan Basco uh, late in the game. We've heard really good things about Basco and his development in the program. If Jason Bean is injured and can't go and Jalen Daniels is not ready, you think there's a chance we see Ethan Basco on Saturday? I'd be surprised. You know, he, he moved the chains relatively well, but that was still a situation where, I don't know, man, I, you know, was it 100% an injury or was the coaching staff just ready to, to see something else after we saw a couple of really costly Jason Bean mistakes? I don't know. I, I think that Bean gives you your best chance to win if Jalen Daniels isn't healthy, but, uh, you know, a Jalen Daniels that's close to 100%, gives you your best chance to win over anybody. Uh, because I think what we've seen with Jason is as dynamic as he is with his feet and a, as good of a deep ball thrower as he is, we've talked about this for the last month. I mean, he's, he's good for one or two plays a half that, that sometimes are you know, the types of plays that can get you beat. And, and we saw that last week. And so I think, uh, you know, if, if Jalen is close, this has kind of been the week they've been eyeing all along. So hopefully he's got a chance. If not, I think Jason Bean finds a way to, to get healthy enough to be out there. I really don't think uh, anybody in that quarterback room, whether it's the head coach, Jim Zabrowski, the quarterback coach, or any of the personnel, uh, you know, w- would think it's optimal to head into it with a true freshman who's only taken a handful of snaps in what is, you know, one of your biggest games of the season every year. So 
I, I think I, I would look to Jalen before I'd, I'd look to Vasco, and that's not to, you know, dismiss any upside that Ethan may have. It's just the reality that, hey, man, we've only seen him for five minutes, and, and this is Texas who's out for revenge. And so I, I think Jason's midsection or, or Jalen, uh, you know, with, with the shoulder, I, I think they'll all be feeling a little bit better come Saturday, and I'd be surprised if we were in that spot. But, hey, if injury happened in the game, at least now he's had some game wraps, uh, wraps to fall back on and, and won't be thrown into the fire entirely if, if injuries were, were to force him into this one. All right, Brian Annie got Hawk Talk tonight, 6 o'clock right here on KFH. Uh, make sure you tune into that, Jayhawk fans. Maybe Coach Leipold will give us a little more insight on that quarterback spot. Brian, we appreciate it. I know it was a late night, so thanks for waking up and uh, making some time for us this morning. Of course, late night, but good to get back home in my own bed for the Mattress Hub. Have that purple mattress, the new mattress technology. It's not only but it's also the coolest night's sleep in terms of temperature and body heat you could possibly have. So check them out today at the Mattress Hub and mattresshub.com website. Appreciate you guys for having me on each week. And, man, these reports just get more and more fun, man. We talk about getting bowl eligible. Then we talk about beating Duke and we gained another game on Kentucky. Yeah, we're still paying attention to that. Hawks now up five in the all-time wins lead. And so it's a good year to be a Jayhawk. And I appreciate you guys letting us talk about it each week here in Michigan Talk. We appreciate it too. There goes Brian Haney, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll give away some things on Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.